As the new year unfolds, make it a year of comfort and indulgence with Minky Couture. Wrap yourself in the lap of luxury with our exquisite blankets. Picture the cozy moments, the warmth of our premium materials, and the stylish designs that define Minky Couture. Welcome the new year with the ultimate in comfort and sophistication. January is your month to embrace luxury. Visit MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today. Elevate your comfort, elevate your style with Minky Couture. The Prop Talk is back. And you know, we can never be whack. The Prop Talk is back. Because you know, it's the Prop Talk. <laughs> We're back, baby. It is Prop Talk. Today, we, we cannot stay away. We did a couple of these over the offseason. But now football feels like it's finally here. Training camp, preseason games. So we got to take a look at some of these props. So tonight, we did, uh, we did win totals a little while back. Tonight, we're going to be looking at some season-long player props. If you are new to Prop Talk, welcome in. What we're going to do, we have three props each. We're going to go back and forth, bounce, bounce, bounce. Going to hit you with it. Going to win you some money. You're going to come back to us. You're going to say thank you. And the only fee you got to pay, subscribe, like, leave a rate and review on the podcast, spread some love, spread some cheer. That's it. That's all we ask. My guy Tom is with me. It is time to dig in. We are here for the prop talk. Inhale, I just, I Tom. Just, I I know you're excited. I'm going to give you the floor first. The way we're going to do this is we're going to go uh, NHL three star kind of uh, kind of way. So we're going to go with uh, not the one that we're necessarily the least confident in because we like all of these. Obviously, we're only picking three, but maybe the one that we're, we would put the the least amount of money on. And then we're going to go up until we get to the one that we were just absolutely smashing this year. So, Tom, give me your third star of the night. Well, real quick, if you were here last year, you won some money. So, welcome back. I hope you're wearing like some fucking fur blankets or some shit. I don't, I don't know. No mink coats, <laughs> is it? It's the summer, Thomas. So, my first bet is going to be Michael Carter. He is 575 and a half rushing yards. Uh, and that's over at, at DraftKings, M- BetMGM, FanDuel. They all have the same number. Some have different odds, though. So make sure when you're doing this, you look around at the site. So DraftKings has 115, uh, and then BetMGM has minus 110. That's one thing I always like to do. But yeah, I think this one's pretty easy, man. Uh, look at that backfield, Cody. Good God. <laughs> Somebody go fill up Buck Nasty's mama's bowl. Because. <laughs> He's got some damn dogs behind him. Yeah, he should have that job. Frank Gore somehow managed to get 653 yards last year. The four other running backs behind him totaled 860 rushing yards. There are yards to be had, and Michael Carter is by far the most talented running back there. I love Michael Carter this year. If you listen to the Dino Pod, you know I really like him this year. I think he has over 1,000 rushing and receiving total yards. I mean, we have Tevin Coleman in the backfield. That's his main competition. So, obviously, the coaches have been giving him uh, first-team reps since day one. It seems too easy, but I'm doing it. Michael Carter, 57 and a half, or five, 575. Why do they do 5755, five, Cody? It's just, it's bullshit. They're trying to trip me up. 575 and a half rushing yards. So, yeah, do it. Winner. Get it done. 
and the offensive line is now uh, beefed up from last year, too, with Elijah Vera Tucker. And they got Morgan Moses at right tackle. So a, a better offensive line. You mentioned Frank Gore getting over 600 yards. And even if that ends up being a 50-50 split with Tevin Coleman, which I don't think it will be, he should hit that. But my first prop I'm going to throw out, my third star of the night, is going to be Matt Stafford over 28 and a half passing touchdown. To me, this is this is kind of this is easy, right? Like we all believe that he's an upgrade over Jared Goff. Jared Goff was at 28 in his first season with McVay. Second season, he had 32. So in two of his four seasons with McVay, he has been right around this number. I know he took a step back the the past two seasons, but. I think that's more on Goff than it is with this this offensive philosophy. And those were obviously in 16-game seasons, too. Like, are, are you actually going to tell me that Stafford can't average between, like, one and a half to two touchdowns per game over a 17-game season? Over a 17-game season, I think it's 25 and a half if he were to average, like, one and a half per game. Then you have – I'm just going to mention this quickly – no tears are going to be shed here, Tom, between me and you. Cam Akers went down, out for the season. There's no way that they are pounding the rock with Daryl Henderson. So this offense is going to absolutely run through Matt Stafford. If we look at uh, sharp football stats and their strength of schedule metrics, the Rams have the 10th most difficult schedule overall, just looking at Vegas win totals. They're middle of the road in terms of the passing defenses they're going to face. I think they sit at like 15th. Their rush schedule against the defenses they're going to face is the fifth most difficult. One thing that I found interesting was his Stafford's yardage prop on DraftKings was at nearly 4,600 yards. It was at like 45, 95 and a half. But again, the TDs are just at 28 and a half. If we look at the past three seasons, there have been 14 times that a quarterback has hit 4,500 yards. And there were only three of those seasons they didn't hit that 28 number. If we take this down to 4,200 yards, there were 24 instances of quarterbacks hitting 4,200 yards. And there were only six times that quarterbacks did not hit over 28. Uh, just to give you a, a comparison with some of the other touchdown totals with the, the quarterbacks that are around him that kind of stuck out to me. You're looking at uh, Baker Mayfield is actually higher than him at 29 and a half. Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson are just three fewer at 25 and a half. And then Kirk Cousins is sitting at 28 and a half with him. So Matt Stafford is my third star for the night. 28 and a half passing touchdowns over yeah so it's funny because you you look at that in face value you immediately say what the fuck why only 28 and a half well he's only done it four times in his career uh which yeah, is, is probably part of the reason why they're setting it that low however he's been on a shitty detroit team and i believe only one of those seasons was post calvin johnson so that in it in itself, like look at the wide receivers that he's had to deal with. Look at the offenses that he's had to deal with. He's probably got the best overall weapons that he's ever had in his career. That's a good pick by you. So uh, I'll go with another good pick. One of your boys, Pittsburgh. Cody's going to get sad just because I said the word. Deontay Johnson, over 83 and a half receptions. That's at minus 115. His receiving's at 975, by the way. Obviously, health is the major factor, not just for him, but for Ben, too. But, you know, he's as close to a lock as I, I can I can think of. And this is just my number two bet. This is my two-star. 
He had 144 targets last year, 88 receptions in 15 games. One of those games he got benched because he decided to have lobster fucking hands. Kadarius Tony had the same disease coming out, but you know, they might be fine. It's perfectly okay. All right. He's the chain mover out there through the air. The offense has enough zing with all those targets. It doesn't even matter to support him, Deontay, Juju to an extent, and Chase Claypool. But the big thing here is Big Ben loves him, man. He loves his wide receiver one. Deontay is that wide receiver one. Ben has had elbow issues. I know he says he's feeling better. But guess what? Claypool's running way down fucking that way. Juju's fucking dancing on a fucking... I don't know what he's dancing on, but it doesn't matter. And Deontay's out there shaking motherfuckers, getting three yards of separation on routes. It doesn't matter if he drops two of them. He's getting eight targets, and he's going to catch six of them. So that's perfectly fine. But yeah, Deontay is the wide receiver one out there. I love it when Big Ben has a QB he likes to lock in on. Lock it the fuck up, Cody. Deontay Johnson, 83 and a half receptions. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. All the hits you were talking about were all the targets hitting the ground that he's not going to catch. Listen, if you have 144 targets in 15 games. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get 144 targets. He's going to go down. They're going to a 17 game. 17 games. He missed the game last year. And you think his targets are going to be under 144? I do. Drop a comment. Just let us know. Over, under, what do you want to put at? 142 targets, 140 targets. I'll go under 140. Listen, let's go over under the, the reception number because that's the number that matters. On, on all these, let us know which ones stand out to you. But I, I specifically want to hear because this is the first one and probably the only one we're going to be super divided on. So <laughs> my, my second one for the night is going You've to be smoking. Alan Robinson over – 1,090 and a half receiving yards. In the four seasons where A-Rob has played a full 16 games, he's hit the over rather comfortably in three of those four seasons. We seemingly say this every single year, and it like it, it, it's sad. It is truly, truly sad that we say this with what he's had to deal with. Whether it's Andy Dalton, whether it's Justin Fields, this is going to be the best quarterback play that Robinson has had. The blurbs have been coming out where uh, Andy Dalton and uh, Allen Robinson have been having a really good connection. The chemistry is there. And we've also been getting the blurbs of how impressive Justin Fields has looked too. So no matter what point of the year that Fields takes over, it's going to be an upgrade over what he's had. So he's going to get his 150 plus targets that he's been getting damn near every year that he's been fully healthy. I I think with the, the targets that he's going to see, he should be able to hit that 1,100 yards pretty comfortably. So, A-Rob, my second one, locker in. And the one thing that you did not hit on was what Andy Dalton does with his wide receiver one when they're studs. So, like A.J. Green, yeah. 115 targets, 164, 178, uh, and then 117, but he still had 1040, and that was only 13 games. So, I can keep going. But what Andy Dalton does, he finds a receiver he likes, and he chucks the ball to him. And guess what? That's not a bad plan, especially with A-Rob, because he's been doing that his entire career with worse quarterbacks than fucking Andy Dalton. All right. C.D. Lamb is my first star. We going first star, right? First star, yeah. So this is really easy for me. C.D. Lamb, 80 and a half receptions. His yards are 1050 and a half. He had 29 receptions on 40 targets, 433 yards. His first five weeks... 
before Dak turned his ankle into a Bull Mastiff's chew toy. It was gross. But he still finished with 74 catches on 111 targets, 935 yards. Not bad at all. But guess what? His stats with Dak extrapolated 92 receptions, 128 targets, 1385 yards. I mean, sweet Jesus. And then we get the extra game. And he's looking awesome this year. This is another one where I think Vegas needs to catch up. Uh, I think they're just basically keeping him his numbers down because of Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, but it really did not matter the first four or five games when, when he was out there. So their line should be healthier. Dak's still a stud. They play in the NFC East where secondaries are just optional. And CeeDee Lamb gets to play in the slot while Amari and Gallup are on the outside. It's not like Lamb won't slide to the outside either. It's just easy money with receptions. My first star, my my slam, my my absolute lock for the brand, Clyde Eversley-Lair, over 900 and a half rushing yards. Branding. This brand, brand on brand on brand. So this one's going to be short and sweet. I really don't have to go too far into this one. This is going to be the shortest explanation of the night. But last year, we're looking at a guy in his rookie season COVID year, all that jazz, missed games, only played 13 games, had 800 rushing yards. Let's say he doesn't even play a full 17. Let's let's say he only plays 15 this year. You mean to tell me he can't get an extra 51 yards per game over an extended two games? Then that's one thing. Let's say that nothing else, nothing else changed. That, to me, is pretty easy. Now we look at the offensive line from where it was last year to this year. That offensive line started falling apart before the season even started. Whenever you had uh, DuVernay Tardif opt out because of COVID, they had Lucas Niang, their, I think, third-round uh, rookie, opt out because of COVID. Then a bunch of injuries happened and everything else. Now, on paper, we're looking at what could be a, a what, a, a top five a, t- a you know top eight offensive they line. Did work. The, yeah, it still has to come together. That offensive line still has to gel. And now you have Clyde, who said that you know toward the end of the season he was only like 85 percent healthy. Now he's fully healthy. Now you have the full, uh, the full off season for him to be worked in as a as a starter. I know there's been talk about Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon. It it doesn't matter. For, for him to be able to get 900 and a half rushing yards over, like I said, 15 games, that really isn't that much, especially when everyone thinks that this dude was a bust last year and had 800 rushing yards in 13 games. So for me, th- this is an absolute lock. I'm all about that CEH life this year. Lock it in. Print the money. Yeah. You know, I hate to agree with you three times just because I, I don't like your face. But yeah, no, I, I really, I like that one. We're definitely going to do another one of these shows uh, before the season kicks off because there's there's already two I have in the holster who I, I almost brought up during the show, but I'm going to hold off. We're going we're gonna to take a couple of weeks. We're going to regroup, and we're going to come back and give you another one. But jump on these before the lines move. We really appreciate you guys checking this out. Uh, we're, we're excited to get back in the swing of things and to start hitting you with these uh, on a weekly basis once we get in season. Like I said at the beginning, the only fee that we ask, like, subscribe. If you're listening to this on podcast, leave a rate and review. That would be uh, be a huge favor that we would absolutely 
appreciate. So until the next time, lock in those props, drop a comment, let us know which ones you like, which ones you're looking at. We'll make sure we, uh, we help you navigate through these player prop waters. Perfect.